It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, still not feeling well, so we're going to put up the second of the six episodes of the 2010 doc we did last summer, remembering and telling the story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers. If you missed yesterday's show, it was part one. Um, yeah, yeah, this is my favorite thing that we've done in the history of this uh, this podcast feed. So, uh, yeah, let me know what you think, and hopefully, you know, if you if you heard it the first time, you enjoy it just as much the second time. Praying, hopefully, we'll be back to normal on Monday. This is a story about a family. This is a story about students. This is a story about alumni. This is a story about all the guys that played here. But this is about a championship. Make no mistake about it. This is about a very selfless team. You get it in your mind. Two words. We're coming. We're coming. This is the second episode of our series, remembering and telling the story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers. An outstanding offense led by one of the premier offensive players that we've seen in recent college football history in Cam Newton. You had a, an offensive coordinator who was on the cutting edge at that time. Um, not many were running the, the Gus Malzahn type offense. You had, an off, you had a head coach that let Gus Malzahn do what he needed to do on the offensive side. And Gene Chizik, of course, more of the, the defensive side, but was really very good at managing his, his coaching staff for that, uh, that 2010 season. And you had a defense that was really good up front with a Nick Fairley, had really good kicker, you know, in, in West Byram, who was, was a senior at that point. And you had a lot of, you just had a lot of really good elements and it all came together in a in just a, at the, the the right time uh, for Auburn. Voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham, sharing his thoughts and memory of the 2010 Auburn National Championship team. I thought it was just a really good team. I mean, we always enjoyed talking with Nosa Igwe off of that team, and that was a guy that you know every time. One of the things that that struck me is every time I talked to Nosa through the week or had him on the postgame show is how much of a soprano I sounded compared to Nose's deep, rich voice. <laughs> uh, but he was always a terrific guest and a, and a really good player on that team. But, you know, but obviously the, the two key guys on that team were Cam and Fairley. And then what we saw from Michael Dyer as he emerged in that true freshman season. But, uh, no, the, there, there wasn't a lot of, I, you know, there was a lot of personality on that coaching staff now. A great deal of personality on that coaching staff. The 2010 Auburn Tigers started their season with a big opening win over Arkansas State. The Cam Newton-led Tigers readied themselves for their second game of the season. That would be a Thursday night battle in Starkville against Mississippi State. The Tigers struggled. Cam Newton struggled. Auburn Mayor Ron Anders described it well. The whole season almost derailed that night. Because the Tigers won a very close game. Cam did not perform extraordinarily well that night. And when there was a lot of attention brought to him, I can't remember the exact dynamics, but something happened late in the game, and I don't know if the Tigers held. I think the Tigers held Mississippi State. The season almost went off the rails right there that that evening in Starkville. And Starkville's always been a difficult place for Auburn to play, but Cam, 
I think what really concerned Auburn fans is that Cam did not perform well that night for whatever reason. The Tigers had a lead at the half, but they were never able to put the game away. Jason Caldwell with inside the Auburn Tigers and Auburn undercover. Hey, up 17-7 at the half uh, and really could never find um, the rhythm in the second half. Ended up having you know, a, a fairly good day. Um, you know, ran for 190 yards, just things, but just couldn't finish it. And, you know, that's, but that was kind of the, I don't know, the Mississippi State-Auburn rivalry there for a while, where Mississippi State just seemed to kind of have a way to, to, to kind of hold Auburn down a little bit. It was also the first time on the road for them. And so um, they had to kind of go out there and, and go in. It was a tough environment. And, you know, if I remember, it was a, I think it was a night game. And so I remember it being you know, kind of a little bit of a tough environment. Actually, it was a Thursday night, which made it even tougher. Um, so you had that short work week. So it was kind of a survival game for them. And really the, those next two games were kind of survival games that they had to grow and, and learn from a little bit. Auburn kept fighting, but they were given some help early in the season. The Tigers about lost, and if it was not for a fortunate Bulldog drop in the fourth quarter, we may not be telling this story. Brockley's career long as a field goal kicker is 49, but State is still thinking touchdown now. Second and 10. Ralph has time, has his man out there. Oh, and he dropped the football. Leon Berry had it right in his hands, well within field goal range, and he dropped it. Yeah, Leon Berry has been working on his lean with the defensive back to give himself room to make the catch. He's their most dependable receiver. Got to finish it. It's another throw you think would be best served if the quarterback gets it out front. Here's an example, though. That back shoulder throw is the best possible throw in that scenario. Ralph does a great job putting it on the back number. Just have to come up with the catch. Big time play. Here we are. Then fourth down came. 27 seconds remaining. Fourth down play. They'll float it up downfield, and it's nobody home at the 20-yard line. Incomplete, and Auburn's going to survive. Auburn is going to survive. The Tigers would make a habit of surviving throughout the season, even on college football's biggest stages. The Tigers ended up beating Mississippi State, surviving, 17 to 14. This is remembering and telling the story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers, right here on Locked On Auburn. BetOnline.ag is the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over. Uh, basketball's over on the college level. The NBA's not. Baseball's in full swing, pun intended. So be sure to check all that out. Also, kind of fun to click through some of the college football futures. I'm sure we will do a show on that soon, but. BetOnline has you covered for everything. Head to their website, betonline.ag, and use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Their next game was back at Jordan-Hare Stadium, where they took on the Clemson Tigers. 
This would be another game where they would need a few things to go their way late in the contest. Clemson hit quickly and jumped out to a 17-0 lead. Auburn would then score 17 unanswered points to tie the game. But Cam Newton wasn't quite done. Here's Rod Bramlett with the Auburn IMG Sports Network. Near hash mark, Newton to throw on second and five. Pump fake by Cam. Now he's going to go deep to Zachary. He's there at the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Auburn! 78 yards! A pump fake by Newton. Zachary deked his defender and then spread it down the near sideline. Hey, what a play by Cam Newton. First of all, he stood in the pocket tall, and he fake pumped it on an outplay. And then T-Zach went up the sideline, and a beautiful throw, a beautiful strike to T-Zach for the touchdown to take the lead. Man, if things change, look at the second half. 14 points so far for Auburn, 181 yards, and their quarterback finally looks, looks like he's playing within a rhythm. Yeah, here's Newton. Oh, look at the time he gets it. Finally hit at the end. He's got a man wide open. End zone ahead. Touchdown, Terrell Zachary. 78 yards. Brent, another double move. And it takes time, as you said, to give Newton time. A little pump and go. Finally, the pressure gets there from Rennie Moore. But Richard Hall, the safety who's chasing him, completely out of position. The corner bit it by Maxwell. Hall bit on the fake. And Zachary was just all alone down that right sideline. Auburn would give up another touchdown to Clemson in the fourth quarter to tie the game at 24 apiece. So bring it on. Let's go to OT. This one's been so good. No sudden deaths when the colleges play. Each team will get a crack at a victory. In overtime, Auburn's offense stalled and was held to a field goal. West Byron made it from 39 yards out. Clemson's freshman kicker, Chandler Catanzaro, would go on to be the leading scorer in Clemson football history. He attempted and made a field goal, but shortly after, Auburn's national championship hopes stayed alive. Let's just block this freshman's kick and go to the house. And you don't want to touch him, though. You can get pressure and try to block it up the middle. All right, here we go. 26-yard attempt for Catanzaro, a freshman. Snap, place, kick is up, and the kick is good, but a flag on the play. Do we get movement on the part of Clemson? Yeah, you're going to have movement there. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, my goodness gracious. Wait a minute. What happened? They're calling offsides. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. They're Are gonna you kidding talk. me? They're going to talk this over. We had an illegal snap. Yeah. The offense. Illegal snap. <laughs> That's what it was. It was a double snap. It was an illegal snap. Well, here's the deal. Tom Zamorski. Before he called the illegal snap, called put, offsides. His, put his hands on his hip like he was going to call offside. Now you got to move it back. You got to move it back five yards. Yep. Well, and here comes this Auburn crowd. That's just fueling the fire. They move it back. Well, no, they set. All right, five yards. Yep, there they go. 
This will be a 31 and a half yard field goal attempt by Catanzaro. If he makes it, we go to double overtime. If he misses, Auburn wins. The snap by Skinner. Coming up, the place by Wade. The kick is up and the kick is no good. Auburn wins. How about that? It was wide left. 27-24. The freshman hooked it. And it is pandemonium in this place. In the jungle where tigers live, survival of the fittest is one of the biggest rules of nature. <laughs> that is appropriate tonight. Auburn survived 27-24 in a thrilling overtime game here at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Crazy. Great day. Game day was in town that day. Um, Clemson brought a bunch of fans to Auburn, and it was just a very exciting game. And Auburn benefited by the fact that Clemson missed a field goal in overtime. And, look, when you win a national championship, you've got to have good fortune. And that was good fortune for Auburn that night. Uh, Cam played okay, if I remember right. He had a, I know he had a long touchdown pass to Terrell Zachary. I think Auburn got behind by 10 points and came back in the second half and won that game. But uh, very exciting, and as it ended up being one of the most important victories of the whole year. You saw it all season. Auburn's will to win. First thing I remember is I remember thinking, man, this – this Clemson squad's got some young talent. It's going to be pretty good. We just didn't know how how much that program was going to grow in a short time. But I remember, you know, uh, you know, Ellington Kyle Parker was a big time baseball player that played quarterback and did some good things that night. But I remember just the will to win that night. That was the first time that that they kind of kind of threw the kind of threw a little bit at the passing game. Some and Cam had a couple of interceptions, but a couple of huge plays. Um, you know, uh, T. Zach, I think, had a long touchdown. And once again, Cam, you know, they kind of held him in check a little bit. Um, and that was the first time that somebody had come up with a plan to go, all right, well, let's, let's take away a little bit of that. And Auburn didn't have as much success running football with him. But you look up and had 220 yards rushing. So I think that was, a, again, I talk about survival. To me, that was a survival game where they had to go out and play against a really good team and a motivated team. And I think getting through that one um, helped them start to kind of get a little momentum. This is remembering and telling the story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers right here on Locked On Auburn. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, much like Cam Newton in this uh, this doc series is the best college quarterback ever. Uh, so Built Bar, I mean, if you want the Cam Newton of uh, protein bars, that's, uh, just head over to BuiltBar.com and check them out. All their bars covered 100% in chocolate. They taste amazing. It's a protein bar that it legitimately tastes like a candy bar. And uh, when we first started doing these reads like a year ago when, uh, when they were a, a sponsor during the, the original airing of this 2010 doc, they, um, they like only had... 12 flavors, I think, and now they've got a million and like also a ton of different products. So be sure to check all that out. It's it's legitimately good for you. They care about your well-being and your health. All their stuff's low-calorie, high-protein, very low in sugar. Highly recommend it. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. 
Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Auburn was done just surviving. The Tigers hosted South Carolina the following game in Jordan-Hare Stadium. The Cam Newton hype was just beginning. Well, that that's the game where I, where I really believe the Cam rocket ship took flight. And he really, that run right there was early in the game, I believe. But he performed well. Auburn, again, I believe, had to come from behind. Kim had to complete a couple of passes. I know Hudson Kirk, and if I remember right, caught one in the back corner of the end zone uh, to maybe to go ahead. Uh, South Carolina was really good. Um, Spurrier was their coach, and they were really good. As you know, as, as we would see later, they would win the East, and we would play them again later on. The first score of the game put Cam Newton on the map, a 54-yard run. First down and 10. From the 46, McCaleb now in there. They'll fake the handoff. Newton keeps it. Avoids one man at midfield. 45, 40, 35, 30. There goes Cam. 15, 10, 5, dives. Touchdown, Auburn. 46 yards. Wow. This guy eats up yardage when he is toting the ball. Good job right there. What a play call. Design quarterback draw. A long read on the handoff to McCaleb, and it just opened up like the Red Sea, and Cam Newton made a spectacular cut, got tripped up, and used a little bit of hand jive to get up, and then he just turned it on and went for the six. Caleb now in the backfield for Auburn. First down at the 46-yard line. Newton rides it to him and then takes it himself. Broke a tackle, puts his hand on the grass and down the sideline. Newton got there, touchdown. It doesn't seem like a guy that's 6'6", 244 pounds, should be able to run that fast. 54 yards for the touchdown. The Tigers were up 35-27. to South Carolina was marching. Then Auburn's 2010 opportunistic defense, like they did all season, found a way. Freshman Shaw trying to be the hero off the bench. Lattimore in the backfield. Here comes pressure across the middle. Pass is intercepted. Josh Bynes at the 11-yard line. Picks it off. I think they were going for DeMarco coming across the middle. That's exactly right, and he got too cute with it. It was a fake screen. Josh Bynes drops right into coverage, and Connor Shaw tried to catch him sleeping, wanted DeMarco down the seam, and Josh Bynes, the senior from Lauderdale Lakes, Florida, right there to make a huge interception. Josh Bynes, his fifth career INT, and it's a big one. SEC Defensive Player of the Week coming up with the defensive play of the night. 319 to go, and Auburn leads by eight. That may not be as important as what's remaining, which is 18 yards to the end zone, and then a needed two-point conversion. The only reason the second and short's important is because if they get the first down, the clock will stop until they reset the chains. Again, no timeouts. Shaw gonna loft it to the corner to Jeffrey. Almost caught it, and it's intercepted. 
by Devon Washington, and it's over. Carolina needs the touchdown and a two-point conversion. Watch Chris Jeff or Chris Davis guarding Jason Barnes, a freshman over there guarding Barnes. Shaw floats it for the end zone, and it is tipped around and intercepted in the end zone. Devon Washington came up with the tip, and that's your ball game. Wow, what a play right there! Tipped it by looks like Nico Thorpe. Zach Etheridge, and it looked as if the wide receiver was going to come up with the ball, but Damon Washington, the smallest one of all the defensive backs, comes up with a huge fourth turnover in the second half to ice it. Damon Washington picking up his first career interception, and it's a big one as Auburn is going to hold on and win 35-27 over South Carolina. 33 ticks left on the clock. And just another night in the SEC. 35-27 <laughs> will be the final score as Auburn improved to 4-0 on the season. That was the game that I believe everybody thought that, okay, this Cam Newton guy is really the real deal. You started seeing Cam everywhere. ESPN was spending a lot of time talking about him. The national media was spending a lot of time talking about him. And Auburn was apparently going to have a pretty good team that year. This is the second episode of our series, Remembering and Telling the Story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers. Thank you to IMG, ESPN, Jason Caldwell, Mike Speditz, Andy Burcham, Trevon Reed, and Ron Anders. And a special thank you to Michael Pappas for mixing this episode. Tune into our next episode of our series, Remembering the 2010 Auburn Tigers, right here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.